Hello. How's everyone doing? Mostly Carl, because you can't answer me. Carl's doing great. Carl does not have a list of things to whine about. I, I has the thing I've been saying at the beginning of everything again. Uh, black lives still matter, peeps. So do the lives of every person, no, no matter their religion, sexual orientation, uh, the color of their skin, their ethnicity, or anything. So, or gender, you know, anything. So, that. Protests are still going on, even though the news media isn't really covering it. And for, like, 95% of it, they are peaceful. There are protesters who are assholes and are not peaceful. But the majority, and, like, we're, they're peaceful, so you can't just, you don't want to do that. Um, what else? Uh, there's, like, lots of the time, <laughs> uh, people, like, support it because it was a TikTok trend. Like, to support Black Lives Matter, but it's not a trend, it's a movement, so, like, just because you're not hearing about a lot of more doesn't mean it's not going on. We're sending all our, um, good vibes to everyone in Beirut mm -hmm. with the big explosion. Hope everything's okay over there. Uh, same with everyone in Yemen and, uh, all the Muslims in the concentration camps. Sorry if I'm talking quietly. I feel like I'm talking quietly. No. And, um, Trump is an idiot and he's <laughs> Also, I saw this thing and it was like, Trump's tweets sound like the Cookie Monster's tweets just like uh racist and then there was a cookie monster tweet that could have probably been trump's tweet and it was like i saw an ice cream cup truck go by i wish there was a cookie truck fucking business <laughs> that was like jesus okay that's all i have all right i don't care if you're tired of here oh also like everyone all indigenous people who and the missing and murdered indigenous women and children gotta fucking find them dipshits Anyway, that's all I you have. You can do this one if you want. What? Oh! So, everyone's been saying, like, arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor, but yeah, let's, like, make sure we know their names so we can be, like, fucking dipshits. Mm -hmm. So, Sergeant John Matten, Mattingly, Mattingly? I don't know how the fuck to say mm -hmm. that. Uh, Detective Miles Cosgrove and Detective Brett Hawkinson. Hawkinson? Hankinson. Yeah, so Sergeant John Mattenly, Detective Miles Har Cosgrove, and Detective Brett Hackinson. Those people who killed Brown Taylor, and they still have jobs. I think one of them was fired. No, it was a different guy. Okay. And they're on, right now I think they're on paid leave, actually. They're vacationing. They were recently, at least. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, there's that. So, All let's right. get justice for people. Yes, people. please. Okay, that's all, right. all I have. Well, and I'm gonna whine about myself. Okay. Oh, wait, can I say one more thing? Yeah. So, oh, never mind. Okay. Never mind. No? Yeah. No? Never mind. Okay. So, I got another migraine. Oh, God. Go to the fucking <laughs> hospital. There's something wrong, dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> I got three more migraines since last time we recorded. What? I got one on the way home from your house. Aww. I got one the next day. That one was brutal. Like I ended up throwing up even though Aww. I took a whole bunch of like meds. And then I got one on Wednesday last week. Or th oh, yeah, fuck. Wednesday. Bob, that's not good. Mm -mm. 
like there's something wrong. I know, my dad was like, maybe she has a tumor. I'm like, shut up. Maybe you should go to the hospital. I know, she's trying to get me into my doctor. Or just like, just be like, go see someone just to make sure. And then, of, of course, they're like, it's because of your screens. Oh my god, I hate that. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm still depressed I don't have screens. <laughs> I mean, what? What? <laughs> um, uh, that's all I have. Oh, it, yeah. okay, we saw some of our friends, we did like a social distancing uh, movie night, oh my god, <laughs> it was so, I was so happy, I've been on a high from seeing everyone, I was so happy to see everyone, cause like, it was so good to see everyone, <laughs> I've missed them so much, it's not okay, <laughs> I, like, we saw it, like, like we, I came and I was like, oh, it's gonna be weird, and immediately everyone was like, just fucking dipshits and idiots and I was like oh my god no, I love you so much <laughs> in case you weren't aware you're great great people yeah um, anyway that's all I had to say nice I uh don't actually have anything to, to whine about except for my messed up brain cool yeah wow that was pathetic oh. beautiful should I start my story? Uh, yeah, we should probably start because my story is really long. Okay, so today I am doing Josef Fritzl. <laughs> Josef Fritzl from Austria. No, from Austria. Um, so, Josef Fritzl grew up in poverty. Mm -hmm. His father was constantly cheating on his mother, and nice. she finally threw his father out and rose Joseph on himself when he was four. So, so, she started raising, raising her him as a single mom, but she didn't like him. Like, she uh -oh. ha like hated her son. Like, she just didn't like him. Uh, she said she only gave birth to him to prove her husband wrong, that she wasn't unfertile. Mm. Like, she only gave birth to him despite him. So, he grew up in a very strict, he grew up in a very strict Nazi era. Uh, his mother ignored him, except for the time she was beating him. As a teenager, Joseph considered his mother as his wife and had many sexual fantasies about her. I don't know why. Kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> That's just what it reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome is when um, you uh, kidnap victims, fall in love with their captors, or, yeah, so like... Isn't that what happened to Elizabeth Smart a little bit? She's the one who got snatched from her bedroom. Oh, that, that's what they think could have happened while she stayed. Oh. That she could have fallen. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, in 1956, he met a woman named Rosemary. And oh, no. they married. Oh, I don't like this story. Rosemary <laughs> gave birth to her first child in 1957. And at the time, Fritzel would ride around town on his bike, peering into people's windows. Just like, like a fucking creep. Like, just like, eh? <laughs> you didn't see the motion I made, but it's okay. Um, but he like he would tell his wife that he was working late at the steel factory. Give me a second. I'm gonna close this door. All right. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay. All right. Uh, their fourth daughter, Elizabeth, was born April 6, 1966. Uh, she was the fourth daughter of seven children. She was painfully shy and often beaten by her father, mm. and her mother claimed she did not like her. So on October 6th... She doesn't like her. Yeah, she just doesn't like her. Mm. On October 6th, Joseph was arrested for raping a woman in her apartment at Knife Point. Mm. He served 12-month 
12 months of an 18-month sentence. Wow. But Rosemary forgave him when he was released. What a great sentence. Lovely, right? 18 mm. months? By 1973, uh, he, he had established, established himself as a successful businessman in the area. He bought a home in the Lake District of Upper Austria and imprisoned his elderly mother in the attic until she died in 1980. Uh, when his daughter Elizabeth was only 11, he began sexually ass assaulting her. No. Uh, when she was around 15, which was about 1981, Fritzl began building a cellar beneath their family home, mm -hmm. planning on transferring it, uh, transforming it into a homemade prison. He had very specific plans, including that the ceiling could only be 1.7 meters, which is 5.5 feet high. Uh, his brother-in-law helped him carry out the building, but he didn't know what Fritzl's plans were. Mm -hmm. So, when Elizabeth was 18, her father lured her downstairs into his new prison by asking her to help her carry the door. Just like he carried the door, put her like inside to help him put on the door and closed it, and she never came out again. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, he drugged her with ether and chained her to a wall. Lovely. Yeah. He would unchain her only to with her. Uh, he wrote fake letters to people claiming that Elizabeth had joined the cult. Uh, and this was a big thing right around that time that like it was just like really in the news that cults were like cults were really big and they were terrible and it was like just mass hysteria about it. When so, was this? 1980s. <clears throat> when was uh, Jonestown? Uh, 1980s. So that would that yeah. probably be why. Uh, yeah. And it was the same thing with, like, Satanism, where everyone was like, oh my god, <laughs> they're fucking terrible. Like, they're, they just, like, hated it, and it was the same kind of thing, so it, it kind of, like, fed into I'm that. I'm gonna derail something real fast. What? <laughs> it's just, when you said Satanism, I was reminded of, like, Stranger Things right at the end of season three. Uh -huh. There's, like, the, like, the news thing, mm -hmm. and they're like, this horrible stuff. Some people think it's because of rise in Satanism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, they would just, like, blame, like, news, would just blame random things on cults or Satanism, and you're like, now they'd be like, that doesn't make sense. But, like, then they were like, fucking right. <laughs> Sorry if I swear a lot. I rode with my sister's boyfriend. He's fucking hilarious, but he fucking swears a lot. He said, fuck, 95 times. You on, counted? Yes. On the trip from my house to your house. Um, so, uh, when he, like, people were inclined to believe him that she, he, she joined a cult because it was in the mass media, and it was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Did he, uh, say which cult? No, just okay. a cult. A religious cult. So, Fritzl told Elizabeth that if she touched the cellar door, she would be electrocuted. Nope. Which is just kind of like a mental torture thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, the cell was 4.5 meters squared, which is about 15 by 15 mm -hmm. feet. Uh, Joseph visited the dungeon almost every day, uh, using a remote control to open the door. Uh, he would bring her supplies and rape her regularly. Mm -hmm. uh, over the time she was in the cellar, she was raped over 3,000 times. Oh my god. And usually violently assaulted. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, he was also suspicious of... Oh, he was also suspected of the unsolved murder of Martina Posh, who is a 17-year-old girl in town who'd been found raped, uh, wrapped in plastic wrap, oh raped uh, near his house uh, in 1986, but was never uh, convicted or charged of it. Mm -hmm. uh, during her time in the dun dungeon, Elizabeth gave birth to seven children, 
that were all her father's. Oh my god. Three of the children, Kirsten, the oldest, Stefan, and Felix, all grew up downstairs in the dungeon. Uh, and three of them grew up upstairs. Uh, why? In, I don't know. There was no reason, that, like, there was no reason was why Was it, like, chose the three them. youngest? Nope. It was just random people. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah. Uh, but he made this elaborate thing where he would, he, like, pl- put them in random places, found them with letters from Elizabeth that he had written, being like, I can't take care of these kids, and send them off to live with him, and they lived, like, kind of normal lives. Did they know their mom was in the basement? No. So, on April 20th, 1996, Elizabeth gave birth to twins, Michael and Alexander. Mm-hmm. Michael died three days, three days later, and Fritzel cremated him in the furnace and spread his ashes in the garden. That's so sad. Three of her children, Lisa, Monica, and Alexander, lived seemingly normal lives upstairs. He told everyone that Elizabeth was unable to care for them because she was in a cult, and that she dropped them off on his doorstep in the middle of the night, and she had, like, wanted him to raise them. Uh, because the family was growing downstairs, Fritzl started to expand the dungeon. He built an additional room. Uh, he built additional rooms. He, there was two bedrooms, a soundproof room, uh, a bathroom, and then a kitchen and like a big room that was not. It was fifteen by fifteen. It was the original room. Right. And there are pictures of this. It's fucking nope. Horrifying. Nope. Like, you go downstairs nope. and it, it has like paneled roof. It's like super. Like it's shorter than me. Like, I'd be like this, and so would you. You'd be like, oh. Mm. Uh, but. Be like hunchbacks. Yeah. And it kind of looks like, you know, the inside of, like, RVs that have, like, that plastic walls? Yeah. It kind of feels like, it looks like that. Like, it's like dirt walls, and they just lined it with that. Oh. Is it insulated? No. Uh, so the children were really sick. Mm-hmm. One, because they'd never been outside before, and the air quality was horrible. They had malnutrition, yep. vitamin D deficiency, mm-hmm. and some of them could barely move, and they were really listless. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was described that condensation was just dripping down the walls. Uh, there was lots of mold, so they all had fungal infections. Like and the walls severe, were sweating. Yeah, and severe dental hygiene problems. Uh, one of the kids also had <coughs> a disability because incest, and because of yeah. all the like all the shit that he'd never seen light, like natural light, he'd never been outside, Blech. fuck, sorry, drop my notes, like, there's just so many things, and he was, like, malnutrition, like, never been to a doctor, like, nothing, so, yeah, and I was like, there's two, ba- two bedrooms, one, one soundproof room, bathroom, the toilet, the kitchen, and, like, a, couldn't they, other room, well, if there was only one soundproof room, they, like, could he raped her, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So, uh, uh, Rosemary, the wife, was actually, she didn't know shit about, uh, like, the, mm-hmm. what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, she thought her daughter was Like, she cult. actually believed it? Yeah. Because she had no reason not to. Right. Uh, but, he would explain away noises from downstairs, from, like, pipes, furnaces, mm. just, like, random shit. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the photos are really upsetting. Like, yep. The last picture actually taken of Elizabeth was when she was uh, 16, and she's in her mm. 40s now. She's never been pictured again, nev- not in, like, anything, because she doesn't want to be. Right. Yeah. So, the lack of light left the children weak, sickly, and pale. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had dental problems. The children's only access to the outside was what they could see on an old TV and what their mother told them. 
uh, Elizabeth tried to, like, teach them as much as she could, she could with her 18 years of experience and schooling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rosemary, Elizabeth's mother, was apparently, sorry, I keep skipping ahead, was unaware of the secret family. Right. So, Kirsten, the oldest, uh, she was 19 and never left the cellar. Mm-hmm. And she was very, very ill. She had multiple organ failures. I have a question. Yeah. Um, so the kids that lived upstairs, did they know their mother was in the basement? Or did they no, believe I don't think so. that she was in the cult? I don't know. Okay. Never really talks about them. Okay. Uh, so Kirsten kept lapsing into unconsciousness, and she suffered from uncontrollable screaming fits. On April 19th, 2008, she and, was- Sorry, she suffered from screaming fits, but her dad, her mom believed, her grandma believed, that it was pipes. Yeah, they, like, the, he explained it away on, like, things. They're also underground, so it would be very, very hard to hear them. But they, they he'd be like, Pipes oh, it's, don't scream! It, it's, the, it's the pipes, or it's the, um, like, it's the boiler or whatever. It's just like furnace. Yeah. Like I don't know. Tea kettle or something. Yeah. So on April 19th, 2008, Kirsten was taken to the hospital by ambulance after Elizabeth had begged her father to let her go to the ambulance at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fritzel made his daughter Elizabeth write a letter to the hospital saying, like, asking her to take care of her. Uh, the hospital came suspicious when Kirsten arrived, but had no documentation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No birth certificate, nothing. No medical records, nothing. Uh, she had multiple organ failures and was put into a medical coma. Doctors made an appeal over Austrian television, asking Kirst- uh, Elizabeth to contact them and authorities, because they needed more information about Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth watched this story unfold on her little t- TV, but couldn't leave. She begged and begged her father to let her go to the hospital to save her daughter. On April 26, 2018, Fritzl decided to release the family from underground. He was like, "Ah, oh, you know what? Fine, you can go save your daughter. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth, so Elizabeth, Stefan, and Felix made their way upstairs. This was Stefan, Stefan's and Phoenix, Felix's first time being outside, being out of the basement. They were mm-hmm. born and grew up there. How old were they? I don't know. Okay. But they're like 15. Well, like, Kirsten was 19. She'd never oh left before God. she was taken to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, for and they're, like, they didn't go, like, like, wouldn't they get, like, so stir-crazy and stuff? Like, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fritzl told Rosemary that his daughter had finally miraculous, miraculously, miraculously <laughs> returned from the cult. Yay. At this point, she'd been missing for 8,516 days, which is 24 years. Oh my god. She's been down there since she's 18, so she's 40 oh. something. What? 40. Mm. 42. Oh my god. <laughs> and this uh, was in 2008? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Joseph and Elizabeth uh, went to the hospital to see Kirsten, and, were, and Joseph was detained on hospital grounds. Mm hmm. Elizabeth refused to speak about anything until she, uh, until she was promised she would never ever have to see her father again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fritzl was arrested that night. Over 300 officers worked on the case. The trial was in 2009, uh, when Fritzl, uh, when Fritzl was 74, 73. 
he pleaded guilty to false imprisonment, uh, incest, and rape, but not guilty to enslavement, murder, and murder by neglect. Don't know why. He didn't kill any of them. Yeah. Murder by neglect. Um, Michael died. He was the real king. Yeah. And Chris, uh, Christine almost died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elizabeth testified to everything and, like, told the entire story for 24 years in the basement via an 11-hour pre-recorded video presented in the court. They all listened to it. Uh, Josef Fritzl sat in the courtroom and listened to the whole thing. Uh, Elizabeth actually dressed in a wig for the proceedings, Mm -hmm. and when her father saw her, he began to weep. Fucking, fucking bitch. Oh my god. He fucking dies. Like... I don't fucking care. Wow. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, you go fucking cry, yeah, bitch. You I'm cry. sorry, I'm swearing sure. a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I can't express my emotions. This guy I swear. is an asshole. Uh, so after he watched his testimony, he changed his plea to guilty on all charges. You fucking better. Yeah. So the case was especially difficult for jurors, and they had extra jurors on standby mm-hmm. in case the jurors had to step out and were, like, unable to continue. Mm-hmm. Joseph Fritzl was sentenced to only 15 years Good God. before he was eligible to parole. He kept his daughter I hope he dies and his in children prison. and grandchildren, technically, in a basement for 24 years, raping them and abusing them repeatedly. Didn't he just rape Yeah, well, he raped his daughter repeatedly 3,000 times. He got 15 years. He kept her in that basement for... 24 years, and was raping her from the time she was 11. Yeah, he needs to just, like, die in prison. That's like 30 years he was raping her. Slowly and with much pain. Yeah. That makes me really mad. Yeah. And I wrote in all caps, only 15 fucking years. (laughs) (sighs) He's eligible for, for parole in four years. In 2024. Still alive? Yes, How he's he? 89. He needs to go die in a hole. Yeah. So Elizabeth and her children spent many months in a secure psychiatric facility as mm-hmm. they tried to recover. Because they're, like, traumatized. Yeah. Uh, she attempted to uh, establish a uh, relationship with her mother, but her anger would overflow every time she tried to question her. Mm-hmm. Whether she never tried to help her or find her. Right. Uh, which is understandable, I feel like. Yep. So the children and Elizabeth took on new names and moved to a secure location. Uh, security and CCTV patrol her home, and local people will call the police if they see people working around there. That's really nice. Which is nice, yeah. So, the upstairs and downstairs family were finally reunited. Uh-huh. They under uh, underwent uh, lots of psychological therapy and schooling because uh-huh. they'd never been to a school. They were right. fucking outside. Uh... Uh, one of the children was uh, a little bit had like some disabilities because he'd been really malnourished and he's also a baby of incest. Mm-hmm. But the other one seemed to be fine, yeah. kind of, but they were all like well, depressed, traumatized, and fine. fucked up. But yeah, <laughs> uh, she now says she understands that her mother was also a victim because she was also like kind of being abused and it was right. like also mental, psychological torture. Mm-hmm. And they finally have a relationship now. I don't think I could. Could. Uh, Rosemary lives in a small flat in Linz, Australia, selling homemade bags to su- supplement her pension. Mm-hmm. Uh, she visits her family every week. 
Uh, she, uh, actually, Fritzel divorced Rosemary because he wouldn't come visit her. This guy's a little asshole. Yep. After being released from her prison, Elizabeth showered several times a day. Yep. She became compulsive at cleaning. Mm-hmm. The children would be very distressed about closed doors, so either all the doors had to be open, and lots of the doors were just not there anyway, like, took them off the hinges. Um... Yeah, they have a full-time caretaker that lives with them, so if the kids are, like, having panic attacks or the mom is, she can, like, calm them down, help them, mm-hmm. which is good. Elizabeth had worked towards getting her license, and she oh has her license. Yeah, she, she, she likes, Yeah, she, like, in her 40s. Uh, she likes to shop. Her father wrote her ser- a series of letters requesting money. Her father so he needs could, to die! So he could study law and defend himself in court. That reminds me of, like, Ted Bundy. That was, I feel like that's a lot like how rapists can sue their victims mm-hmm. if they don't let them see their children or if they have an abortion. Like, if someone is raped and has a child and keeps it and they don't let the rapist see the child, yep. the rapist can sue them. The rapist? Legally, can... they, there are laws in place that mean you can sue them. Or, like, if they have an abortion, the rapist can sue them. Is that in Canada, too? I don't think so. Good. I know there are some the U.S. needs to get shit together. Yeah. They need a new president. So, she no longer accepts his communication, which is fantastic. Just burn everything. Yeah. Uh, and Fritzl divorced Rosemary in 2012 because she never visited him. Go fuck yourself, you fucking twat. <laughs> like. Twat. You twinkle, you twinkle bitch. Kira, name the, the, her half of the podcast the twat. <laughs> Because we said the fucking twat. <laughs> the fucking twat. Oh god. Anyway, there we go. That's that. Sorry if it wasn't funny. I didn't mean to be funny. That's, yeah. That's... You can't really make that funny, can you? Makes me so mad. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> Please don't do Sylvia Lichen. I that's what I was thinking about doing this week. Mm, I was better like, you fucking do Sylvia Lichen. And I was like, nah. I have I two. There's three things that I never want you to do. LaLaurie. Is the Lalori Mansion, the Sylvia Lichen, and the the girl who got her arms cut off, and then. Oh, I really don't want to do that story. That one, no. Why? I, I can't take. I hate I want that, that story one. Because like really like, because she was like super fucking strong, dude. Yeah, I know. It's just like, I don't know. It seems more. I don't know. It seems more real than <laughs> other things. Yeah. Yeah, lots of the time why me, I, especially me, I do stories that happened a while ago. Mm-hmm. Like, what seems a while ago for me, like like an, the case ended in 1980s. Yeah, like it's easier for me to detach from it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like stories like this where it's like he's getting he I get out in four years. I can't like detach uh, from that one. Yeah, it's like much more soon, and I'm like, oof, mm. it's a little bit different. Okay, what's your story? I want here. You just spilled your coffee. I am doing the disappo- disappearance of Maura Murray. Do you know this one? You should know this one. I was gonna do that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I had a dream that you did it. Oh, like I was you making can, a you list. were like you were like I'm doing this one, and I was like shit. Well, I did that one. <laughs> I was like let's tag team it. Anyway, uh, I have 18 pages of notes. Ooh, fun. Let's so... watch it. <laughs> Let me <start> getting settled. Fair's <laughs> like. <"What?" laughs> All right. Uh, Maura Murray was born on May 4th, 1982 in 
Hansen. In- <laughs> I can't read my own writing. I should writing. not be allowed liquids. Are you okay? That <laughs> everyone. Okay, sorry. Um, in Hanson, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh my God. <laughs> she was the fourth child. Uh, she had an older brother, two older sisters, and a younger brother. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When she was six, her parents divorced, and she lived mostly with her mother. Same. Except <laughs> I was four, but like. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a divorce. Was they it? separated. Yeah. My mom was lesbian, my dad was a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a Lifetime movie. <laughs> Truly. Um, uh, she was a track star in high school. Um, I don't know what this means. I just have Whitman written down. It, I think it might be the school. She I think that was her school. Where? Oh, Whitman. she was a track star at her high school, Whitman Hanson Regional School. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's, a, I was right, that's her school. Okay. Um, yeah, so she went to the Whitman Hanson Regional School, and she was a track star cool. there. Got it. Um. Could never be me. Nope. <laughs> Not the best person. Um, the U.S. military, she went to the U.S. Military Academy in West Point, New York, nice. where she studied chemical engineering. Uh, she tra- then she transferred, after her freshman year, she transferred to the University of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny. <laughs> in Amherst to, to study nursing. Oh, that's a switch. I know. Chemical engineering. I'm not a nurse. Um... In November 2003, uh, she admitted to using a stolen credit card, um, and the trial was postponed to December, uh, and then the charges were dropped because of her good behavior. Okay. Um, so it was nothing too severe. She was like, I did this thing, and they were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, there are a couple interesting happenings before her disappearance. (laughs) Um, On February 5th, 2004, she spoke on the phone with her older sister, Kathleen, while on duty on, while on duty in her uh, campus security job. Uh, They discussed Kathleen's relationship problems with her fiance, Mm -hmm. and around 10.30 p.m., while she was still on her shift, uh, Murray broke down crying. Uh, when her supervisor arrived to check on her, I think, arrived at something M way. Just, okay, whatever. She went to check on, like, why she was crying. Yeah. Uh, and she was, quote, just completely zoned out. Uh, no reaction at all. She was unresponsive. Oh, okay, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, her supervisor escorted Murray back to the, her dorm around 1.20 a.m., and she asked what was wrong, and Murray just replied with, my sister. Oh. Uh, so was she just worried about her sister? Yeah. In 2014, uh, Kathleen explained the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kathleen was a recovering alcoholic, and she had been discharged from a rehab clinic that evening. Oh, yeah, good on her way home, her fiancé took her to a liquor store. So. Beat his ass. 
Yeah. Come here, Hazel. Uh, so she just had, like, an emotional breakdown. She was talking to well, Kathleen yeah. about it. You're not allowed to eat my food, Hazel. That's... Yeah. So disrespectful and mm-hmm. so manipulative. Possibly it could have been her idea. Go a different it. article said she had a relapse. Okay. So. If it's not... He needs to die in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> baby boy. I mean, girl. girl. Come here, baby. Hi, so. Go see how to hit. What's your face? Yeah. Go to Farron. Got him. Sit. Hazel, sit. 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 No, stop hitting me with your tail. Sit. Nope. She's not going to sit. <laughs> no. Hazel, what is your okay, tail? Okay, Sorry. Um... La la la. On February 7th, 2004, uh, Marie's father, Fred, uh, met up with her um, to help her look for a new car. Okay. Uh, Fred went to, and then afterwards, Fred went to a motel. Give me one second before Hazel, like, shrieks. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't bark. She shrieks. She shrieks. Around 9. Uh, Fred and Marie picked up Marie's friend, and <laughs> and they went for drinks. Uh, Marie and her friend dropped Fred off at his motel, and they went to a party. Um, early on the early morning in the early morning of February eighth, Marie hit a guardrail in Fred's car on the way to his motel, uh, causing almost ten thousand dollars in damage. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Murray was driven to Fred's motel by the police. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they actually did, like, a test to see if she was drunk or not. She says she wasn't. Oh, yeah. She's just bad driving. Mm-hmm. It's also, like, is that, like... One thing said it was, like, 2 a.m., one said it was 3 a.m. Okay, so it's possible she was very drunk. Yeah. Um, la la la. At 4.49 a.m., there's a cell phone call from Fred's phone to Murray's boyfriend's phone. Uh-huh. Um, and nobody really knows the contents of that call. Yeah. Uh, later that day, Fred... If it was fa- my dad, he'd be like, if you fucking hurt her, I'm gonna beat your ass! <laughs> <laughs> later that day, Fred found out that the damage would be covered by insurance. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Fred dropped Murray off at the university and then went home. Uh... At 11.30 p.m., he called her to remind her to pick up accident forms from the registry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they agreed to talk again the next day to go over the forms and insurance claims yeah. over the phone. Um, on Monday, February 9th, 2004, after, sometime after midnight, Murray searched MapQuest directions to the Berkshires and Burlington, Vermont. Okay. At 1 p.m., she emailed her boyfriend, uh, quote, I love you more, stud. I got your message, but honestly, I didn't feel like talking too much of anyone. I promised to call today, though. Love you, Mora. Okay. She was like, I got your message. I just don't feel like talking to anyone yeah. right now. Sorry. Yeah. Um, after, then she called a condo association her family had vacationed at before in... Barlett, New Hampshire, about renting a condo. 
Uh, the call lasted three minutes, and she did not end up renting one. Three minutes, that's like, hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I want to rent a condo. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, the call. Completion. <laughs> At 1.13pm, Mora called a fellow nursing student for unknown reasons. At 1.24pm, Mora emailed a work supervisor and said she would be out of town for a week due to a death in her family. Uh, no one had died, though. Huh. So I was just thinking about, like, the map questing things. I Google, like, how to get to places, like, randomly, because I'll be, like, listening to something or talking to someone, uh-huh. and they'll say, like, where they are or something, I'll be like, I wonder how long it takes me to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm ever kidnapped or, like, I disappear, it'll be like, Farron asked how to go to Narnia. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, how long a flight to fucking Prussia was, and they'll be like, oh, why? Why? Like, I don't know. Because... <laughs> Like good because <laughs> that's the reason bro <laughs> um so no one had actually died in her family uh she's uh, la, la, and she said that she would contact her uh, supervisor and teachers when she returned all right uh at 2:05 p.m she called a number which provides recorded recorded info about booking hotels in stowe vermont and the call lasted approximately like a five stow minutes. Away. S T O W E. Stow. Stow. Away. Because okay. if they're in stow. Okay, fine. This not is good. not working. <laughs> I thought it was fun. Stow away. Okay. Uh, at 2.18 p.m., she called her boyfriend and left a voicemail promising they would talk later. Alrighty. Um, that call lasted one minute. Alrighty. Uh, Murray packed clothes, toiletries, college te- textbooks, and birth control pills in her car. Um, and when the police uh, searched her dorm, she, they found that most of her belongings were packed up in boxes. Oh, God. Uh, they also found a printed email to her boyfriend indicating trouble in their relationship. Oh, yikes. Around 3.30 p.m., she drove away. At 3.40 p.m., she withdrew withdrew $280 from an ATM, uh, and security footage shows she was alone. Uh, Murray bought $40 worth of alcohol in a store nearby, including Bailey's Cahook? Cahook? I don't know. It's right at the bottom there. It's real messy. (laughs) Cowick? Cowick. That's not, no, it's K-A-H-U with a little thingy over there. Oh, top. um, I know what you're talking about, I know this, uh. I looked it up. It's like a, it's a Spanish drink. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, vodka and a box of Franzia wine. Cool. And security footage there, so she was also alone. Um, at some point that day, she also picked up the form from the registry. Mm-hmm. Murray left Amherst between 4 and 5 p.m. Alrighty. She checked her voicemail at 4.37 p.m., and it was the last recorded use of her phone. Mm. Sometime after 7 p.m., um, a Woodsville, New Hampshire resident heard a thump outside her house. Uh-huh. Uh, she saw a car against the snowbank along Route 112 pointed west on the eastbound side. The wrong way. Going the wrong way. Yes. 
Uh, she called 911 at 727727727 to report the accident. According to the 911 log, the woman said she saw a man smoking a cigarette inside the car. Oh, okay. But later she said she didn't see a man or someone smoking. She saw a red glow from the inside. Oh, and That could was... possibly be a phone. Oh, okay, but phone she was screen. like, maybe it's a cigarette. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. A neighbor saw the car. Whoa. A neighbor saw the car and someone walking around it. Someone else saw another car drive up. Um... The driver was a bus driver going home. Um, he offered to call for help. Murray said she would. She had already already called AAA. Um, that was not. True. She, she it was not true. It was not a recorded call. I would probably if someone drove up to me randomly and was like, "Do you want me to help you?" I, I, he offered to call nine one one or something. Okay. He offered to help. He's actually quite helpful. Okay. Um, if some random dude was like, "Do you want a ride?" Yeah, still help though, you. I'd be like. <laughs> You know what? My mom is like five minutes away. You can leave. Thanks. Yeah, go. As a woman, I was ter- I would be terrified. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but no. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, la la la. He offered to call for help. Mora said she had already called AAA, which was not recorded. It, it, it didn't happen. Yeah. And asked him not to call the police. Um, the police report says she pleaded with him not to call them. Oh. Uh, the bus driver went home and called the police. Good. <laughs> uh, the call was received by sheriff, by the sheriff department at 743. On, uh, they were, he was unable to see the car while the call was going on. Mm-hmm. He noticed, but he did notice several cars passing by before the police arrived. Okay. A local resident says she saw a police car parked there when she passed by at 7.37. Yes, they say the police arrived. Yeah, but uh, that contradicts the police's log. Oh, okay. So she was like, I saw a car there, but they feel like we weren't there. Yeah, the police actually arrived at 7... Mm, 7.46. Okay. Um, maybe she got the time wrong? Maybe, but that's like nine minutes difference. Oh, okay. Uh, no one inside... And they found nobody inside or around the car. Okay. The car had impacted a tree on the driver's side, oh. damaging the left headlight, oh. and pushing the radiator radiator into the fan, um, oh. making the car inoperable. Yeah, so it was just like <laughs> dominoes. Like total, yeah. I saw a picture. It's like not good. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the headlight was like smashed, and like oh. the side of the windshield. Yeah. Yeah. The windshield was cracked. Both airbags had deployed, mm. uh, and the car was locked. Oh. The police found red wine stains inside and outside the car. They also found an empty beer bottle inside, da- a damaged box of frenzy wine, mm-hmm. and they also found Mora's AAA card, uh, blank accident report forms, uh, gloves, CDs, makeup, diamonds. Gloves like uh, rubber gloves or like mittens? I always thought it was like mittens kind of thing. CDs, makeup, diamond jewelry. Driving directions to Burlington, Vermont, Mora's favorite stuffed animal, and a book called Not Without Peril about mountain climbing in the White Mountains. Okay. Uh, uh, her debit card, credit cards, and cell phones were missing. Okay. Uh, and they have not been used since she went missing. Oh, okay. Which was when, sorry? Uh, February. I should know this. February 4th? Give me a hot four. 2004. Okay, 2004. Wait. 
So they haven't, yeah, they haven't been used for over February 20 years. 5th. Almost. 2004. Okay. Yeah, so very long time at this point. Um, la la la. A couple bottles of liquor were also missing. Uh, between 8 and 8.30 p.m., a contractor saw a person moving quickly on foot, wearing jeans, a dark coat, and a light light hood. Um, about four to five miles, which is six to eight kilometers east of where she crashed. Okay. He reported it three months later because he confused the dates and only realized it was the day she went missing once oh. he was looking back at, like, notes about what he was doing yeah, or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. He was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Should have done that. Probably saw her. Cool. Yes, he didn't say anything about a black backpack, though, which is kind of important. Okay, well, she was like, happy. She had a black backpack that was missing, and it was apparently found. I'll okay. get to that. Wait, I have this, so whenever I'm, cause you always hear about, like, in stories where, like, a person, like, describes them, and sometimes it's not accurate because they can't really remember, like, what a person looks like. Yeah. I'm always like, I wonder if I could do that, so I'll, like, try and, like, find someone and try and describe them so I could make it look like them and it's really hard mm-hmm. like being like like even when you're looking right at them like trying to describe them to someone else it's I find it really hard yeah it's like I most of the time I don't like like we we were shopping or something and my mom was like where'd dad go I was like I don't know she's like what was his shirt color like fuck yeah <laughs> like don't know yeah but I'll be, like, on the bus, like, looking right at someone and go, how would I describe you to a detective? Um, Farron is wearing a red flannel with, like, small check kind of things. Black leggings. No, but, like, Turquoise like, Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, like, to, like, a sketcher, like, describing their face. Uh, like. She has one. <laughs> I'll be like, is their face square? I don't know. Like, it's kind of oval. She's it it got looks like a head. Cheeks. <laughs> There's a nose There's somewhere There's a there. nose there. It's got freckles. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just, I just thought I'd bring it up. Like, it's hard to... It's got eyebrows. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Alright. Anyway, I just said I'd bring that up. The officer, woo, officer and bus driver drove around looking for Mora. Mm-hmm. Uh, just before 8 p.m., EMT and fighter firefighters came to clear the scene. Mm-hmm. At 8:49 p.m., the car had been towed to a garage, okay. um, where they found a rag believed to be part of her emergency roadside kit stuffed into the muffler pipe. Some people think it's like, maybe she was trying to commit suicide or something. Like, trying to get the fumes in the car? Yeah. There are easier ways to do that. And then her dad said something about, like, telling her to do it because it was dripping. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, On February... There are easier ways to clear yourself of the car. Just park in a garage. And run in the car. Carbon will kill you. On February 10th... I don't know why I know that. Don't ask me. Yeah, I'm like, Karen. (laughs) It's okay. okay. On February 10th at 12.36 p.m., a Be on the Lookout report was issued, Mm -hmm. and a voicemail was left on Fred's home answering machine, 
at 3.20 p.m. telling him Mora's car had been found abandoned. Mm -hmm. At 5 p.m., Mora's older sister contacted Fred. Oh, yeah, Fred was out of town and he didn't hear the voicemail. Fred or dad, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, at 5 p.m., Mora's older sister contacted Fred, and Fred contacted the Haverhill Police Department. And he was told if Mora was not reported safe by morning, the New Hampshire Fish and Game Department would start a search. Cool. On February 11th, Mora's father arrived in Haverhill. At 8 a.m., the New Hampshire Fish and Game Department and the, Mur the Murrays and others, like volunteers, yeah. started searching. Uh, police dogs tracked her scent from one of her gloves 100 yards, then lost it. Oh, yeah. Um... Which they think maybe means she was she left in another car. Mm -hmm. okay. At 5 p.m., Mora's I keep checking. It's still recording. At 5 p.m., Mora's boyfriend and parents arrived. Uh, her boyfriend was questioned by himself, then with his parents. Yeah. At 7 p.m., the police said they uh, think. What? Oh, at 7 p.m., the police said that they thought Mora. Uh, came to run away or commit suicide, which the family thought was unlikely. Yeah. Uh, there's a random star. <laughs> You're like, where does it lead? Hold on. Oh, yeah, so back to when his... <laughs> when, when Moore's boyfriend was being questioned, he said he had turned off his phone on the, f on the flight over, mm -hmm. and at some time he had received a voicemail he thought was Mora sobbing. Oh. The call, the call was traced to a calling card issued to the American Red Cross, which has no meaning to me. Uh, I think the Red Cross is like, I don't know what it is. I thought it was like a, you could, you could go there. To me, to me, I think it's like, I don't know. When I think of Red Cross, I kind of feel like it's like a mix of refugee kind of thing for people who like are... Like, a, you know, like a women and children shelter? Yeah. Like, for people who are escaping abusers and things like that? Mm -hmm. Like, that plus something of medical smushed together? Sure. We'll go with that. you can donate blood to the Red Cross. Somebody email us with what the heck of we the American Red Cross. Yeah, but we're lazy. Just pause the recording. I'll okay. look it up. I got it. What is it? Uh, the American Red Cross, also known as the... Uh, American National Red Cross is a humanitarian organization that provides emergency assistance, disaster relief, and disaster preparedness education in the United States. So, I, kind of what you said, it's like a like an emergency service kind of thing. I okay. Think. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that's where they trace the call to. Anyway, so on February 12th, Moore's father and boyfriend held an evening press conference. At 3.05 p.m., police reported Moore might be heading to... Oh, can... it's a wasp. Can Camangus Highway area, listed at... And she was listed as endangered and possibly suicidal. Mm-hmm. A week later, search, the search expanded into Vermont. Um, Why would that be the first place they looked? She had a bunch of directions to Vermont. Didn't she? Yeah. 
So why wouldn't they be like, let's put someone in Vermont just to look? I don't know. Because she was on foot. And it was, like, snowing and stuff. Well, like, she could have gotten on a bus or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or hitchhiked. Well, yeah. People think she, like, she, she got into a car or okay, something. Yeah. Um, a week, ooh, I already said that. The authorities in Vermont didn't know she was missing. So her father was not pleased about that. Why wouldn't the, where is she from again? Mm, or was she? She was in New Hampshire. Why would the New Hampshire police go to the Vermont and be like, so this girl might be coming to you, she's missing, we need to find her. Mm. Mm. Dumbasses. Stupid. Um, Seems like an oversight. <laughs> ten days... I wrote ten days after. So ten days after she went missing, probably. The FBI, the FBI joined the oh, God. search. Um... And the Haverhill Police Chief announced the search was nationwide. Mm. The New Hampshire Fish and Game Department conducted another ground and air search. They used helicopters with thermal imaging cameras. Ooh, fancy. You know, tracking dogs and oh. cadaver dogs. The K-9? Yeah, K-9 unit. <laughs> I had to look up what a cadaver dog was. What is it? They, uh, they're specifically search trained to uh, no, uh, find human remains. Oh, okay. Uh, Mora's older sister found a ripped pair of women's underwear, but DNA said it, it did not, the DNA didn't match Mora's. Okay. So and he just kind of left it. It was just underwear? Yeah, but that's disturbing to me. Because they found something, and they just left it, like, there could have been another crime. Yeah, but I guess it also could have been just, like, random underwear. Yeah. Like, people had sex in the, the field and just left it there or something? I don't know. Yeah, except it was February. It could have been there for a while, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, the end At the end of February, Mora's family got the items in her car from police. Mm -hmm. On March 2nd, the family checked out of their motel. Um, Fred returned almost every weekend in April. Did I ever go missing? I'm probably in Sweden. <laughs> Cause Sweden sounds awesome. Sure. I'm sure it has its downsides, but, but free college, uh, uni uh, like free university, and government gives you an allowance. So, wow. Or I'm in Switzerland because they have the best military. Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Um, la la la. Fred returned almost every week, every weekend, and in April, the police informed him of. <laughs> complaints of trespassing on private property. Oh, because he was, like, looking? Yeah. Mm. Uh, on, in March 2004, uh, the disappearance of Brianna Maitland in Montgomery, Vermont, uh, 66 miles and 110 kilometers away from Mora's last sighting in Woodsville, uh, oh, she disappeared, and then people thought they might be linked. Okay. Police said they weren't. Mm -hmm. So that's just the thing. Yeah, they're um, like, it, it could possibly be a thing, but it could possibly not, so. Because it was kind of close, um, and, like, pretty soon after, so they're like, maybe. Were there maybe any links like, between the people? I don't think so. Okay. Other than they were both, like, white. Well, I mean, like, did, did they, they both, like, know each other, or did they I have don't friends know. in common or something? I okay. don't think so. So it was just like, these things two happened, these two well, things happened, a fucking brain fish. What? Are you okay? A brain... Oh, my God. 
A brain fish? What the heck is a brain fish, I was going to say a brain fart because I said something wrong, and then it came out as fish. It's a massive-ass brain fart if you said fish. It's a brain fart because I was like, these two things coincident. <laughs> Coinky dink. Okay, sorry. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh my god. Um... Both in April and in June, the New Hampshire and Vermont police said that both the disappearances weren't linked. Okay, they said yeah. twice. Yeah. Um, in a press release, they said they believed, quote, Murray was headed for an unknown destination and may have accepted a ride in order to continue to that location. Okay. Um, no evidence of a crime had, there was no evidence that a crime had been committed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that it was not serial killer related. Okay. On July 1st... But that's also probably what they said about all Ted Bundy's victims. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, la la. Well, didn't just... they, isn't that what they said about, like... They don't usually... John ass- Wayne Gacy, too. Yeah, they don't usually assume it's a serial killer until they find the fucking serial killer. So. Mm-hmm. Who, remember that guy who would pick up college... Uh, what's his name? Forget who he was. Who's a serial killer? But he would pick up college uh, girls. Ted Bundy? No, it wasn't Ted Bundy. I don't know. I can't remember who it was. Never mind. Okay. Maybe he would just pick up college girls, kill them, and people were like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" They they thought that one was like a serial killer. It was was like specific. Was he caught? Yeah. I forget what his name is. I'll find it. Okay. Um. On July 1st, the police took back the items found in the car for forensic analysis. They did... Yeah, I know. They didn't do it in February. I'm sorry. If you give the family back their things, it's not going to be as useful anymore because it's been exposed to a whole bunch of other shit. People touching with bare hands, dogs, other people, dust, anything. It's been in their hands the for like police did weeks. not handle it well. Like, they got it back in April or March. From March? It's been March their, or something. Like, it was like it's it's been on the ground. It's been on their hands. They touched it. They touched other people and touched it. it they probably it's washed useless. it. There's probably nothing on that shit anymore. Yeah, the police do not handle that very well. Um. On July 13th, a one-mile radius search was performed by almost a hundred searchers. Uh. It, including state troopers, rescue personnel, and volunteers. Alright. Um, with their main goal of finding the back, a backpack that Mora had, um, that they didn't find in the car. Yeah. Um, but it was, they found nothing conclusive. Okay. In late 2004, a man allegedly gave Mora's father a rusty stained knife that belonged to his brother, um, who lived less than a mile away from where the car was found. Yeah. He, the man said that his brother and his brother's girlfriend had been acting, quote, acting strangely since Morris' disappearance and claimed that his brother used, um, the knife to kill Mora. Oh. A few days after his brother's, oh, and then a few days after she disappeared, his brother scrapped his Volvo. Okay. Like, it might have had blood in it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's all alleged. Did the police look into it? I don't think so. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the family members of the man said he had made up the story for reward money and okay. had history of drug use. That's fair. So, yeah. yeah. 
in later in late 2000 oh, look into it though yeah i know in late 2005 uh fred filed a suit against authorities um because he wanted to see the files on her okay on november 1st 2005 a man with the name tom davies logged into a message board called not without peril dedicated to discussing Mora's disappearance yeah and claimed to have seen the backpack that she had okay. behind a restroom at oh, I don't know if that's a PRD Pema oh it is Pema Pemagawaset overlook around thirty miles or forty eight kilometers east of Woodsville. Okay. Uh, was it a distinct backpack? I don't know. It was just a black backpack. I'm black backpack. I do too. Cool. Found it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's rude. But like. I feel like if you're like, I found, I saw a black backpack, it's back hers, like, no, it wasn't. it's a black backpack. Buddy. Half the world has a black backpack. Right, more than half. Like, yeah. like it's not an uncommon thing. If it was distinct, like, it was a sparkly unicorn fart backpack, like, I'd be yeah, like, Yeah, or mm. like a brain fish backpack. <laughs> a brain fish? What the fuck's a brain fish? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alright. Uh, la la, he claimed to have seen it. Um. The senior assistant attorney general, Jeffrey Strelzen, said law enforcement, quote, was aware of the backpack, but they did not say if it was forensically, oh, treat, treat, treated? Treated. Tetted? Tested. Tested. <laughs> forensically tetted. Yep. Forensically headed. It's like, okay, at this point. I had been taking notes for like five hours. Oh yikes! So <laughs> I love when I'm taking notes. And I'm like, it's gonna take me like an hour, and I look at the clock. I'm like, oh, it's been three hours, and I'm halfway done. Cool. cool. I'm so glad. Yeah. Makes me so happy. <laughs> I was working on these notes on like Sunday. Yeah. I woke up. I did notes until like six, and then my brother needed the laptop. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not done. Damn, bro. I did it. I spent, I mean, okay, so technically, I'm like, I worked on this from 1 till 6, and then, like, 11 till 1 on Monday. No. No, I laid on my back for, like, an hour staring at the ceiling at some point. <laughs> Being like, why? Why? <laughs> so I, I didn't like actually spend that long. The ceiling know, is I a really good listener. The I still knows. spent, like, five hours on these notes. Cool. And it is not taking as long as I thought it would. <laughs> Uh, All right, la la la. I lost my spot. Brazuki tested oh, backpack. Oh yeah, right. It, so they didn't say if this actually was. Uh, on, in 2006, the New Hampshire League of Investigators, uh, which in, was ten retired police officers and detectives, and the Molly Bish Foundation, started working on the case. Okay. Uh, a man named Tom Shamshank. Shamshank. Shamshack. No, there's no N in there. Shamshack. Shamshack. Sounds like a, um, Shamshack. It reminds me of, like, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I like that movie. I haven't seen it. Is it good? Yeah, I like it. Is it a horror movie? No. Okay. But Sham, uh, no, Shawshank Redemption, it's like a, it's with a guy who goes to prison. Stuff happens. I saw it a while ago. I don't really remember. It was, okay. I thought it was a good movie. But Sham Shack st sounds like a like a pottery barn. Oh yeah. It's like Sham Shack. A oh, Sham Shack. Shake your shade like I sh Sham Shack. Okay. Like Sham like Donald Trump. Just Sham Shack. 
Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> He's a shack shack. He's a shack shack. Uh, former police... Uh, Tom Shamshack was a former police chief and member of the Licensed Private Detectives Association of Massachusetts, said, quote, It appears that this is something beyond a mere missing persons case. Something ominous could have happened here. Conspiracy. Yeah. She got snatched by aliens. Yikes. Uh oh. On in uh, 2007, the Arkansas group Let's Bring Them Home offered a $75,000 reward for info that could solve the case. She's white, right? Yes. Hmm. Cool. Why? I just wanted to know. Uh, I was thinking about the MMW. Yeah, MMIW. Missing and murdered indigenous women and children. Yeah, she's yeah she's white. She's very white. Cool. I saw a picture of her. She looks like every single white girl you meet. Cool. <laughs> um, on October 6th, probably 2007, <laughs> volunteers led a two-day search within a few miles of the car, or where the car was found. Yeah. Uh, closet of an A-frame house. Oh, yeah. So, in the, and then I think there were dogs there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Volunteers led a two-day search within a few miles of the house. They used, they also had, like, cadaver dogs with them. Yeah. Um, and they started searching houses How as well. How the do they train cadaver dogs? Because usually it's, like, by scent, so that they know the smell of the drug, or they know the smell of... They get... Well, it's probably how you train a regular dog. You know, you give it a treat every time it identifies, like, does the right thing. Well, I'm sure, like, that, but, like, but they have to know the smell of a dead body. To I find know, dead bodies. graveyard. You can't smell dead bodies. Like, under, they're six feet under in I, boxes of wood. I don't know. You can look that up. I wonder how. Maybe they take them to, like, I don't know how. How <laughs> do they drink it? I'm going to ask someone. Well, that's actually, like, how do they That seems so morbid. Because it's not yeah. like I'm just going to carry around a piece of dead body and hide it somewhere. That's, that's, no. That's nasty. Yeah. I'm going to ask Callum. Okay. <laughs> His dad's a police officer. Oh, okay. Um... So, in the closet of an A-frame house, approximately one mile, or 1.6 kilometers, from the car, cadaver dogs went, quote, bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> uh, people thought maybe they'd smelt human remains. Uh-huh. The house was the former residence of the man who gave Fred the knife. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and said his brother killed her. A sample of the carpet was sent to the New Hampshire State Police, um, but the results of that test was not, uh, was, it's not released to the public. Okay. Um, on July 8th, wow. So it was probably something. Nope, that's not July, oopsies. So it was probably something, because if it's, if it, they, if it was nothing, they if would the just If the cadaver like dogs something. went nuts and like, sorry, I misspoke, that was October in 2000. 2006. Okay, we've gone back here. Whatever. In July 2008, volunteers led another two-day search mm. with dog teams and licensed private de- investigators. Okay. Uh, it was the case was added to a newly established cold case unit in 2009, after being used in, as as an example of why New Hampshire should have a cold case unit. Okay. Um, in 2010, Fred criticized police for treating it like a missing persons case and not a homicide case. Mm-hmm. Um, That's on, fair. Yes. 
on 2000, in 2014, which was the 10th anniversary of her disappearance, Strelzin said, this guy was like the senior something, 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 he's an important dude. Yeah. Um, quote, we haven't had any credible sightings of Mora since the night she disappeared. Okay. It was reported in New York, in a New York Daily News article, that Fred believed she was dead and was abducted the night of her disappearance. Um, on February 9th, 2017, uh, the 13th anniversary of her disappearance, uh, Strelzin wrote in an email to Boston Globe, quote, It's still an open case with periods of activity, and at times it, sit, it gets dormant. There are no new updates to share at this time. Okay. In February 2019, which is the 15th anniversary, Fred said again, he thought his daughter is dead and that the house where the cadaver dogs went berserk is where he thinks her remains are. Okay. In early April... What are, can cadaver dogs, do you think, that, can they smell like ashes? Probably not. Like if it's like cremated or something? What if they can smell that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, in early April 2019, the basement was excavated. Um... Fred had previously wanted to search that house, but the owner had said no. Yeah. After the house was sold, they asked again, and the new, new owner said they could. They could search their house. Yeah. The excavation excavation found, quote, absolutely nothing um, other than what appears to be a piece of pottery or old piping. Yeah. They, like, chopped up a big chunk of concrete. Yeah. Because they thought maybe that's where her body was. Yeah, the foundation. They couldn't find anything. Nope. Um, so there are theories of what happened. Don't tell me. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> We're almost done. Okay. <laughs> uh, so people think that she went to the mountains to commit suicide. Okay. Uh, they, the reasons behind this are that she was, uh, her life was, like, spiraling. Mm-hmm. She had the stolen credit cards. She crashed her car. She was apparently failing her nursing And there's trouble school. with her boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, uh, trouble with sister and her boyfriend, um... And she was possibly part of a hit and run that it, that had happened earlier that oh, day. Okay. Yeah. Um, another theory is she ran away to start a new life, possibly in Canada. Okay. Because her body was never discovered, her life was unraveling. She isn't actually a well-known case, um, and she has or had common features, um, which is <laughs> and it was easy to alter her appearance and not get caught. Like she could dye her hair and it's, it, she didn't it wear wasn't some very makeup. distinctive. Yeah. yeah. I'll show you a picture later, but, like, yeah. she could dye her hair and wear some makeup, and she's harder to identify. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't have, like, a birthmark or anything. It's a very... Like, weird colored hair. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. bra- brown hair. <laughs> she's white. She's got brown hair, brown eyes, I think. It's, it's pretty not distinctive looking. Yeah. Uh, some people think she died of exposure. They mm-hmm. think she panicked after the car was crashed, because um, she was possibly drinking. She already had a criminal record from the stolen credit card. So she ran away into the woods and died. Yeah. And they just haven't been able to find her, find her body. Right. Or, like, she fell into a lake. Or someone ate her. No, like, a, a, wow. like, an, like yeah. an animal. Like yeah. An animal. Not someone, like an animal. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, but it's been, like, so many years. She's probably eaten by an animal. By yeah, now. if she was dead. If she, yeah. Um, and then people think she was abducted. Uh, so the theory behind this is maybe she was drinking, um, and she got into a car crash. And she she got into the car crash, so she was panicking. She somebody called the police. She was like scared she was gonna go to jail. Yeah. Uh, somebody offered her a ride to get out of there. 
And she got into the car with them because she was, like, 21. She had the criminal, like, she had history of, like, stealing credit cards. Yeah. Um, so she got into a car with an opportunist killer. Okay, yeah. Uh, she would, and that would explain why her scent disappeared after 100 yards. Yeah, she just got, she got into the car with an opportunist murderer, and they just haven't been able to find her remains. Oh, really? Yeah. That, it? that is it. That was not as long as I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah? It's still recording. We're good. Okay, good. Uh, that's weird, dude. Yeah. I, like, as soon as... Yeah, I, yeah. I missing mean, persons cases are really weird, yeah, I find. They're really, like, fascinating to me. Yeah. There's some people where I'm, like, I, like, like, with Bryceless pieces. Yeah. I'm, like, okay, but there's, like, security footage of him, like, driving, and there's nobody around. And, like, what the fuck happened to him? Yeah. You know? I'm, like, sometimes I'm, like, I kind of wish I was them, just know what happened. Then I'm, like, mm, actually, no, I don't. Uh, change my mind. <laughs> um... That's all I have to say. Yeah. I think we redeemed our sense of humor <laughs> with my story. <laughs> yes, I did. The brain fish. I don't know what I was saying. I was trying to say brain fart and then seizure at the same time, and that came out of my mouth, so. <laughs> uh, so, thank you everyone for listening. You can email us ideas for stories. Or just to chat or whatever mm-hmm. at ff and everything between at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ff and i e i b podcast and on Instagram at ff and everything in between. You can follow our personal accounts at Color Favelle and Ferret Moffat or click on the podcast Instagram in our bio. Yeah. Please give us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It really helps us in the algorithm and it helps other people find us. Uh, thank you, Kira, so much for editing and publishing our podcast, and to Doc Calm for the music at the beginning and end of each episode. I was going to add something. I forgot. Oh, I don't know what I was going to add either. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.